0: the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, Japan 2019, episode 11. And I'm Liam Flint, here we are, and with Tom Ellis. We have just touched down in Tokyo, capital of Japan, and we're here to be bringing you all the latest rugby news, stories, and hopefully a bit more about what's going on in the local community. Tom, we finally made it here, but it's safe to say mentally, we're not at our best, are we?
2: Yeah, we're not fully with it yet. We're standing between all the huge skyscrapers with these like flashing lights and screens with music and all kinds of different sounds going on. I think we've got some games arcade pumping out some tunes in the background as well. And we're going off, I reckon like 30 hours of travel time without sleep. I think it was early morning, well over 24 hours ago, the day before that we left London. And so we're still going strong, but Obviously one of the biggest surprises the biggest stories of the tournament so far has happened The news reached us whilst we were on the bus getting from the airport into tokyo into central tokyo So we've not even checked in to our accommodation. We've got our (coughs) Suitcases at our size trying to navigate the incredibly busy walkways here in tokyo In search of some japanese fans because japan the hosts beat ireland 1912 Ireland, who were top of the world rankings before this tournament began. Yeah, a real surprise victory. But the hosts, I'm sure, absolutely delighted with that one. They now go up to eighth in the world rankings, their highest ever ranking. So we've just got to find some Japanese fans, which shouldn't be too hard, should it, Liam?
1: Exactly. It was a very much a humbling at home for the Irish. So we thought, come on, let's go out. Let's find some. Japanese fans, there should be loads of them. There's millions of people in this city. I'm sure there'll be so many in red and white supporting Japan. But quite ironically, now we're actually on our search, they seem to have disappeared. So our mission, Tom, isn't it? We're going to chat to two or three and hopefully get some immediate reaction, even though right now it seems like Tokyo doesn't realise what's just happened. No, I think we're missing something. I think we're probably missing the party. So our
2: plan now is to crash the party and bring you some reaction from that brilliant victory by the hosts.
0: I was expecting that we get we will get beaten by Ireland for, by like, I don't know, um, 20 points, 30 points. But yeah, I think the Japan team did great and so did the Ireland team too. But yeah, I think because of the atmosphere that they had in Shizuoka, this stadium, I think it kind of pushed the Japanese team for their victory.
3: Today, today's game is very physical. It's a strong, strongest. The, the most we see the games. Mr. Eddie Jones teach.
4: <laughs> Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, Eddie, Eddie Jones, great, Jones is very popular here. Eddie, yeah, yeah, Eddie very, very, very popular. So we watched in Omotesando in a sports bar. It was so exciting. Everyone was so excited.
3: It was great. We are, uh, we are champion of champion.
1: So there you have it. That is what some of our finest Japanese fans are feeling. As you can see, they're a bit of surprise, but also I'm sure they can't quite believe what is happening at the minute. You'll be pleased to know we did finally arrive at our destination, didn't we, Tom? But actually we got lost on the way, which wasn't ideal. We went down a few streets that looked identical. It was very dark. Long story short, it took far longer than it should have done to find our reasonably centred accommodation. So we finally had a good night's sleep. We shook off that jet lag. And then today, Tom and I parted ways. Tom went off to the fan zone. You'll hear more about that shortly. And we'll get your social media comments as well. But I went off to the Australia-Wales clash in Pool D, which was a massive meeting here at the Tokyo Stadium. And it was a cracker. 29-25 it finished to the Welsh. A really strong fight back by the Wallabies in the second half, but they couldn't quite do it after a lacklustre and sloppy opening 40 minutes. And as we left Tokyo Stadium, I was with our rugby analyst for this World Cup, Jeff Anderson, who was sat next to me throughout the whole thing. Here's what we made of the encounter. Jeff, we've just seen Wales edge out Australia, 29 to 25. How are you feeling right now? Did that go to plan for you?
3: It was absolutely a cracker of a game. I believe I said earlier in the week, I can't tell you who's going to win this game. It was so close.
1: And did you worry a little bit for Wales in the second half? Australia coming back very strongly, but ultimately just left themselves too much to do in that second half, didn't they?
3: Well, I see you see that I have my Wales supporters jersey <laughs> on. Yes, um, I'm telling you, Wales were just fired up the first half, but Australia was double fired up the second half. But I am from New England originally, Boston area, New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and we say about, they say about their defence, bend, don't break. And that's what Wales did. They bent, but they did not break.
1: And how much do we actually need to read into these pool game matches? Is it just about getting through, it doesn't matter who you beat, or the fact that Wales are now beating the Wallabies, is that gonna really carry them and give them a big boost and vice versa, really hurt the
3: Wallabies? What do you think? It is, uh, especially for the, against the Wallabies because no team has ever won the World Cup with a blemished record, with a loss. They've all been unblemished. So now they have a loss, Ireland have a loss, wow, Japan's riding high, Wales are riding high, England are riding high after slaughtering the USA. It's really going to be open, wide open I think. It's not going to be a waltz in for anybody like the All Blacks.
1: So have you seen enough from Wales tonight that makes you think they could go all the way? Has it changed your mind?
3: No, no, I I haven't, I haven't. I, I saw the Ireland Scotland game. I thought Ireland played a much better defense than Wales. You know, Wales is I think is on the weaker side of the pools. Pools A and B. You know, Pool B. They got the All Blacks, uh, South Africa, and they have to play the winner and the runner-up of Pool A, which is going to be Japan and probably France. Uh, so uh, who knows? Who knows? It's
1: the Wallabies will be a, bit, a little bit worried after this, or do you think it's just a blip and they'll still be a
3: big threat in the next round? Oh, definitely. They'll be a huge threat. I mean, we saw what they did in the first game against Fiji, just took them apart. So while Liam went off to the game, I decided to
2: brave Tokyo's sprawling metro network. Just under 38 million people call this city home. It's one of the largest metropolitan areas in the world. So I went over to the other side of central Tokyo to try and find the fan zone and try and speak to some rugby fans to hear what they make of the tournament so far.
0: The Japanese team is doing great. And rugby was, to be honest, wasn't really a major sport in Japan before the World Cup started, but Uh, with all the games and all the public viewings um, going around in the town and also around the country. A lot of people are coming to see the games now and so yeah I think it's becoming more and more famous, yeah.
3: Been on a few tours and the Japanese are all welcoming, it's all got that respect there, the buzz is right right in the air, it's it's just magic.
1: Oh it's been fantastic, the um, people have been extremely friendly, I can't believe how many of the Japanese population are enjoying the sport of rugby. And uh, yeah, the fans have been brilliant as well. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a brilliant experience. And what do you think of Wales's chances? Oh, we're going to win the World Cup, aren't we? <laughs> I think we'll top the group and then um, I can see us playing France and Argentina and then playing South Africa in the semis. I think we'll win that and play New Zealand in the final.
4: We literally just arrived. We um, flew over from Edinburgh yesterday uh, and watched the japan Island game live on the plane flying over, which uh, made us feel a little bit almost like turning back, but there were still optimistic because we're Scottish, so wait and see what happens. That's
2: a great moment to arrive in Japan then after that surprising win. It,
0: it was really, really emotional on the flight because we really, really wanted Japan to win, although it doesn't do Scotland any favours no. realistically, but we were just delighted for all the people on the flight that were watching alongside us. You know, it was a really great atmosphere.
2: And so you've just touched down in Tokyo. We arrived yesterday as well. What are your like initial impressions? It feels quite different to perhaps a tournament might be in the UK. Um, What are your first impressions of of what it might be like going forward, especially the atmosphere?
4: It's incredible. I mean, I went to all Scotland's pool games and quarterfinal in England and I've been to previous World Cups in France. Um, I'm very lucky I'm the dentist for the team, so I've been involved in four World Cups over the time with them. Um, So it's great, I mean, it was superb in England. It was amazing. You can sense the atmosphere here is building. Obviously, we've only just arrived. We know lots of people who are here. We're bound to bump into friends um so it's just fantastic i love following rugby and that's it really so. I, just
0: th- I just think it seems very well organized this is their first the first asian world cup so they are going all out here and it's it's great for the country and it worked great for tourism because i would never have come to japan in my life i'll be honest but i'm here now and already we're thinking you know we're here nearly three weeks and it's not long enough we're, we're desperate to to think what we could do, like you know, for another trip. So it just seems very, very well organized. The train system is second to none, and it just puts every other country in the world to shame. I'm um, just really looking forward to using the bullet train and seeing the whole of the country with it.
2: And you're the Scotland team's dentist yeah. said yeah so do they do they tend to have lots of teeth problems throughout the tournaments what, what do you what do you have to do what does it involve
4: I'm not officially here um, I only cover home games um, we do all the pitch side cover we do all the gum shields for them. Um, and we do a lot of treatment for a lot of the players, so um, a lot of them come in and make sure they're dentally fit before the actual tournament begins, so that's part of my role. And
2: what might surprise people about your work and what you do that people might not think about?
4: For example, I would do a lot of facial stitching. Uh, There are very few dental injuries, the gum shields work really well, so a lot of my role on, on match day is facial stitching, and obviously within that window of a blood injury. So, uh, I don't think people imagine dentists doing things like that, but that's kind of what we do.
2: Yes, still in the fan zone, but just come upstairs between matches to listen to a bit of Japanese folk. Lovely.
1: Okay, there's just time before we leave you to just check in on social media. We've been asking the question, after Japan's shock victory against Ireland, how far, realistically, can Japan go? So we've been filtering through your responses and we've just got time to pick a handful here. Let's start with Emmanuel Madubanlela in South Africa and he says, I doubt they will go far, but it was a good win all the same. Leki Asaya in Tonga. He reckons Japan will be in the semi-final. So Lecky, very confident there. I'm sure the whole nation of Japan is rejoicing at that prediction. And the final words go to Paul in Uganda. He says, I think Japan came in with a lot of seriousness and this may take them far in the World Cup. So there you go, some different perspectives. And as always, we really value your opinion here at the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. So as always, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on who's going to win, which players have stood out to you so far. So the number to get in touch with us on is plus four four seven seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero. That was plus four four seven seven zero seven. Seven seven six seven nine zero. 790. Tell us your name, which country you're supporting, followed by your comment, and who knows, you may end up being featured on one of our future rugby podcasts here at Japan 2019. So that's us for today. Do tune in again tomorrow where we'll be taking another look at Tokyo. We'll be getting to see some of the sights and sounds, and of course, bringing you all the action from the Rugby World Cup. But for now, I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis. And this has been the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, Japan 2019. And this is a Passion for Sport production.
0: Bye.